On this episode of What's Up Award, we interviewed Montel Julian Ice Griffin, a former professional boxer who competed from 1993 to 2011 and actually winning a title of light heavyweight champ in 1997 when he won against Roy Jones Jr. Listen in on this episode as we find out great stories from Mr. Griffin, like the time he chose to hang out with Charlie Murphy instead of going to be with his wife, and the times he spent with Muhammad Ali in his father's boxing gym. Coming up right here on What's Up Award. The episode of What's Up Award. This is a podcast about love, life, and relationships. We strongly believe that everyone has a story to tell. We just want to know what's yours. My name is Wardy Ward, and as always, a man with a plan to the left of me is none other than Trey. What's up, my brother? What's going on? This is Trey all day, man. What's going on? Oh, just chilling, doing what we do, man. You know, when it comes to boxing and fighting and getting out there, people always have a million questions about how to get started, who's the best, all those different things. But guess what we got today to help answer this? Uh, one of the all-time greats in the boxing profession. Of course. Yes, you're absolutely right. Okay. We have Mr. Montel Julian Ice Griffin. What? He's, a, he's an American former boxer who competed from 1993 to 2011, and he actually held the WBC light heavyweight title in 1997. Without further ado, welcome, Ice. How you doing, brother? Welcome, I'm welcome. Good. How you doing, man? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. Good good to hear you, man. Thanks for doing the show. Uh, let's go ahead and get started on this and find out. Uh, uh, so where were you born? Tell us about your background before we jump into the good stuff. I was born in the south side of Chicago in okay. uh, 1970. Yeah, and uh, that's about it. Uh, I first <laughs> load of the Wild Hundred stuff they call it the Wild Hundred. Yeah, yeah, okay. Y'all was born in Chicago too, but I'm a little older. Y'all was born in '68, so that was long before you got there. So you know things changed. Yeah, two yeah, years. Uh, two, years. <laughs> two years. Two years. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just messing with you, man. <laughs> it, you, you know, it don't seem that long ago when you think about 1970. That's like, man, that was like yesterday. You man, know, man, time went by so fast. It's just it's yeah. crazy, ain't it? It's super crazy. People. Every time I look in the mirror, I just get depressed. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> like, man, because like now, when I just look at my. But you know, one thing I will say is, we don't look like our parents did. Our parents at this age, they were older. I just think I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, my father looked way older than me. Yeah. So um, let's talk about boxing. How did you get involved in this? And and what was it? I mean, as a young person, I mean, I don't know. I just don't know. Getting hit my for father, me. Is a, my man. father. Took my big brother, Tim, uh, to the gym just for him to learn self-defense. Yeah. He fell in love with the uh, star work with Johnny Kulon, the former bantamweight champion. Okay. Uh, well, okay. At the time, it was Kulon's gym and uh, Johnny Kulon's. And uh, my father ended up buying the gym and um, he self-taught himself to train because he never fought. And uh, you know, I was a baby, but my brother was ten years older than me, so. I was going to the gym. I was two, three years old, and um, just fell in love with the game. So, see, I guess you got used to getting hit at an early age. Yeah, my brother. Like I said, my brother was ten years old. My brother beat my ass. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I mean. One one time, I was five. I was five years old, and my mother whipped me or whatever. He said, "If you ever cry." I'm gonna whoop you even worse. Damn. What? So I just yeah, I just had a, a great teacher. I guess as far as for boxing, I had a great teacher, but as far as Big Brother, he was lousy. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he so, uh, was he your first sparring partner for real though? <laughs> man, he, man he, I mean, we fight on video, but you know what? Though I, uh, I had some old nine millimeter uh, projector mo- movies I watched the other day, uh-huh. and yeah. I watched him beat me up every day. And I called him and said thanks because that's wow. That's that's why I ended up being the man. That, okay. that that's some real love right that's, there. That's man. Some, sometimes love hurt, huh? For uh, real, apparently. <laughs> apparently, apparently. First, first fifteen years of my life. <laughs> so well, when I when I let me see, I, I came back to boxing. I turned pro. 
I was still young. I was like 23, 24, so he was only 34. So I said, hey, let's put the gloves on. I said, let's, uh, remember you used to put the gloves on with me when I was a kid? Let's put them on now. He's like, nah, nah, that's how I see. I thought so. <laughs> I, I, I tried to beat him. I mean, I, I, mean, I would have beat him down. He wasn't ain't no trying. Yeah. But when yeah, did nah, you... I really, it really, man, as a grown man, 48, you know, 50 years old, I really looked at the videos and I said, man, I'm like, man, I'm like, this dude is the reason I, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I did what I did. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I gave him huge praise for that. Yeah. Did you know you was gonna make a career out of this, or did you just kind of think this nah, is just, just a hobby? Nah, my father died when I was twelve. Oh, mm. so uh, you know, my mother made me quit boxing. I was twelve years old, so I didn't. You know, I was so ashamed growing up. You know, I never, I never told nobody. Nobody knew, and uh, I just grew up as a regular guy. And I just happened to. Um, it's crazy in nineteen ninety, December nineteen eighty nine. I lost one of my best friends, Ruby Jones. He got killed. Oh, and I man. went through like a little depression. I got up to like 210 pounds. I lost my job. My car broke down. Mm. Wasn't nothing going right. And uh, I just got a phone call from my nephew. He's like, man, what you doing, Hunk? I was like, nothing. He said, man, why don't you come to LA and start boxing? I said, all right. And I answered him so fast, he didn't believe me. So yeah. I said, man, I just, uh, I had a, a broken down car. My buddy's father was a mechanic. I just said, man, just give me whatever you can, man. Fix the car. You can have it. Just give me what you think is worth for it. They gave me five hundred dollars. I bought a plane ticket, and the rest is history. Wow! Wow! You hadn't looked back. Wow! That's amazing. That is so, amazing. so what did you do once you got to to, to California? I mean, how does that work? You just start buying <laughs> man, a gym or you start like, fighting man, for money? Like somebody was looking over me, man. You know what I'm no saying? I don't, I don't want you know. You can say God. You can say you know. I, you know everybody religious. Some people not. I don't want nobody upset. I just okay. somebody somebody had my back. Uh, the day the, the the night I landed, the night I landed, I, I walk up, I see my nephew. He's like, "Hey," he said, "It's nice seeing you. But you're gonna be a little upset. My car broke down about a mile from him." Dang! So we had to walk well, like eight bags, and we had to walk a mile to the car. <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, this ain't starting off." <laughs> oh man! And, uh, he uh he called a tow truck guy who he knew. And the guy said, uh, he said, who you think gonna win the fight tonight? Mike Tyson was fighting, um, oh, I gotta think of, uh, Alex Stewart. He was fighting uh-huh. Alex Stewart. And he said, who you think gonna win? He said, my uncle, he wanna box him. I got a buddy who box. I'm like, for real? I'm like, uh, can you give me his number? He's like, man, I can't give his phone number away. He said, give me your number. I said, bro, do it look like I got a phone number? <laughs> <laughs> I'm bad. I'm, I'm saying, with a broken down car, eight bags. Starting off on the wrong foot. And he said, man, you know what, man? I gave him my nephew's grandmother's number. And I didn't know how. You know, even if he called, I'm like, how? I'm going to find out. It mm-hmm. just so happened. The day he called, I just happened to be there. Wow. And he said, man, man uh, what you doing? I said, man, I told him my story. I said, man, I ain't fought in eight years. I'm just trying to do something in my life. And he said, man, I'm going to pick you up to the gym. And uh, that was, uh, I'm going to say, that was 1990, so I said 31 years later, um, I was with him last week in L.A. That's how crazy life is. Mm, full circle. The same, same guy. Wow. Um, so so how did you, um, when you got back in that ring, Is I don't know the weight class. So Trey was telling me there's like 17 different weight classes. Yeah, I'm looking at 17. I was like, that's a lot of different divisions that people will be uh, boxing in. Well, yeah, yeah, over the years, you know, so they keep adding weight classes. But uh, I think it was nine originally. But uh, okay, okay, right at the beginning. But uh, yeah, I was uh, 210 pounds when I got to LA, and my first fight I was like 197. I fought, I fought a uh, an inmate from Chino Prison. I was like, well, first fight in eight years, and this dude walked <laughs> in with cut with uh, shackles on. I said, man, what? What? I said, yeah. This is getting worse and worse. And, uh, yeah, I got in. Fought, I fought the guy. I beat him. Pretty, pretty easy fight. I, uh, I, I had my way with him, but he hit me with a right hand at the bell of the third round. I said, "Ooh!" I said, "Man, I, I can't be fighting heavyweight. I got to lose this weight." Yeah. So I went down light heavyweight. So what, what, what's light heavyweight? How many pounds is that? One hundred seventy-eight pounds. I was fighting at two hundred one. 
Okay. So how'd you cut the weight so quickly? I mean, to get I to was that fat. next. I was just, oh, you know what? I was fat. I was a fat kid, but uh, my auntie, I it's a long story, but I ended up living with my auntie. Mm-hmm. Who had moved there from Chicago and she was eating tuna. I said, Man, that's pretty decent. I'm like, This is how I feel like, man, it's easy to make and it's cheap. She was like, I'm gonna show you how to make it. And I made I made the tuna and I ate tuna every day for about three months. Oh, wow. Uh, from from December, from I, I say from January to about March. Yeah, I ate tuna every day to make and March 78. Dro- Man, drop! I didn't know that. That's a good dietary uh, factor. No, um, yeah, tuna real life. So, so I want to go back to this first fight where you fought the guy in the shackles. Now, what was? I don't know if boxers have fear or not, but did any kind of thoughts come to your mind? Like, do I really want to do this? Or man, I think uh, I, I've been in the gym so long. I, I was too dumb to be nervous. Like mm. during the fights, I fought all these. Big superstars. I fought. I never was nervous. I never, you know, what I'm saying like I was like I said, I was in the gym at two, three years old. So it was just, just like walking up, you know, taking a walk at the park. Mm-hmm. So, so when you throw a blow to do, you trying to hurt him every time? Is that, is uh, that right? Uh, no, nah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't that type of puncher. So I really wasn't going out trying for knockouts. I was mm. trying to hit him and not let him hit me. Well, looking at your record, you did pretty good with knockouts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's up with that? Thirty knockouts. One, one, one thing in boxing: guys who start off as you know am, uh, as a pro fighting, you know, first ten or fifteen fights, mm-hmm. you're supposed to win those fights. I'm like, I'm supposed to those fights. I fought. I was supposed to win, and you know, if I knocked the guy out, I mean, I was supposed to. So I never, okay. never got. Yeah, all right. I never got. It excited about that. I never looked at myself. Okay. It, it, it looked good 50 wins with 30 knockouts, but I wasn't a knockout. I don't know about that one, but yeah. uh, and him to, what, what is your relationship with Muhammad Ali? I, I saw some pictures of you with him. What was your relationship? Uh, My father, like I said, my father bought Johnny Kula on the gym. Who was in, uh, was in the Woodlawn section of Chicago, which is mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like 10 minutes from Hyde Park. Mm-hmm. One of the best neighborhoods in Chicago and uh, where Muhammad Ali lived. So he lived 10 minutes from the gym. So he, you know, he met Ali, I guess, through Johnny Kulan and, uh, you know, they became friends. And Ali, you know, just asked him, you know, when I'm in town, can I train here? Of course, my father said yes. Yeah. So Ali would just come to the gym. He would call him and say, man, I'll be there today. And, and no matter what, I don't know how, but every time it'd be like a hundred people outside. And I'm like, how do they know he comes? Mm, but, yeah. Uh, Got a good promoter. Yeah. You come to the gym and um, uh-huh. hang out. And um, every time he finished training, my father, what you going to do? He's like, nothing. He said, come to the house. So we would go to the house and have a park and just hang out. And it was like, you know what I'm saying? I was around this man, you know, you know months at a time. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that's that's a good memory. Wow. So y'all y'all actually talked about he gave you some sparring tips or something too, or just well, you know, I was uh, I wasn't. Let me see. I, uh, no, nah, we. I can't even remember. Uh, okay. I don't know I'm saying nothing about you know, sparring tips. Just just being a nice guy, man. He was always mm-hmm. nice. Always. Uh, he tried to spoil me, but my father wouldn't let. let okay. Me, you know, I asked my father. You know why? So he's like, man, I don't. I don't want the man to think I'm trying to take advantage of. He asked me, he wanted to buy a BB gun for me. He wanted to buy, uh, um, like a, a little, I mean, a little, you know, a little driving car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Car to drive, you know, do Lake Pennsylvania. My father told me. I was around one time. He offered my father a, a used Rolls Royce, and my father told me, oh, oh my like, god. I was like, what? I said, man, that's that's a nice car. I'm like, why? Why you tell him no? I'm not, I'm not taking nothing from that man. So. Mm. I, I understand. I, you know, as a grown man, I understand why. I mm-hmm. Now, as a young man, though, you know, Muhammad Ali, he had some very attractive daughters as well. So, were they around that same time when we were there? I was around May May one time. Okay. Uh, actually, okay. I actually saw as a grown man in LA and told the story, but uh, May May was there, and um, Ali was like, "Man, you want her? You want you like want to be a girlfriend?" He was like, "Man, I don't know. You might be too old for you." 
They still got to get too old for me, but he was just playing that thing. And okay, and the twins is beautiful. I still see yeah. one of them. My my buddy ended up marrying one of the twins, so I see her a lot. And I, mm-hmm. every time I see, her, I tell her uh, I'm gonna be her son's trainer, and she started laughing, talking about baby. Like, I'm uh, training him. I'm my lead grandson. And she started laughing. Mm-hmm. So you know, uh, what's uh, Layla too? Yeah, I sparred Layla back in the, I want to say maybe 2000, maybe I can't I can't remember what year it was, but yeah, 89. I mean, uh, 99, 98. You uh, sparred, so you you, top you hit her. Well, uh, what happened was we was in the gym and they said my tail. They said these guys, her size is trying to make a name for themselves. They they going too hard. Mm-hmm. Says that like, we know you know how to work with you work with. I said okay, you know we and I. Um, I, but one time, because I was, you know, I was getting sharp, getting ready for a fight, she threw a lazy jab, and I slipped it and hit her with a body shot. Ooh. And I heard her kind of like, Ugh, a little bit, and I said, damn, I shouldn't have did that. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, she got to understand, I was just, I was ready to fight. So, uh, wow. when we got the ring, she was like, man, if you caught me a, a, a nice body shot, I said, I'm sorry. She was like, don't worry about it. She was like, whenever you, whenever you need one of these, just ask me. She gave me an eight hundred dollar voucher for Adidas. Oh. She had a contract with Adidas. She's like, man, anytime you need one, just call him. Every time I call her, she would give me one. Wow, that's a that's a friend right there. So then, let me ask you a little bit more about about your experiences with sparring, or, or were you working with with uh, getting ready for a fight? Do you did you mix up sparring partners to get you know? So you use use one like a, as a scout to kind of see what the other person was doing, or well, what we, would you typically do? We usually try to get sparring partners that fight some like the opponent that we fighting. So okay, I'll right. get three or four guys come up and um, you know it, it's tough, you know, sparring for a fight. Uh, like you see guys who have suffer from brain damage and mm-hmm. uh, don't talk right. Uh, it's because of sparring. The fight is tough, but the fight is nothing compared to the sparring. Because you got to think, you sparring, uh, sparring for six, three or four fresh guys every day. So guys keep coming in fresh. You do three rounds, they come in fresh. Six rounds, they come in fresh. So that's how you get in shape. But it's tough as hell. Man, <laughs> let me ask you: Do you think it's harder to be in a marine or a, a training for boxing? I mean, you know, I, I've never been a Marine, and I, you know, I don't have no nothing disrespect to say about the Marines, but uh, you know, and for a three minute, for a nine minute, three round amateur fight, I don't think just a regular Marine can do that. That he would have to have boxing skills. Mm-hmm. But I, I yeah. think I think if I put my mind to it, because I actually was going to join the Marines. That was one of the things I could do. If I if I if I would have found out. That they had a boxing team, I, and I just had to box. I would have joined the Marines, but I didn't find out till later. But once mm-hmm. I was boxing, mm-hmm. I was ready, yeah. But I, I think, yeah, I think I could. I think yeah, I know I could do. I could, I could, I could do basic training or whatever. I know I could do that, but I don't think every Marine could just get in the ring and fight somebody and beat them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you had mentioned earlier about tuna fish as a way to work out. What did your diet consist of when you were uh when you were actively boxing professionally? What did you eat then? Well my, my diet is great now compared to when I was boxing. Uh when I was boxing I was a kid. I all the sugar with the Gatorade and lemonade and all that. Uh you know I when I would go to camp I would cut down on the steak and uh pork but uh I was eating chicken and you know fish and everything but uh like I said you if I knew now if I knew then what I know now, I just did things a lot differently. I, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that the sugar is one of the worst things in the world. I, uh, I stopped eating sugar. I lost 30 pounds without even working out. Wow. Wow. That's, that's serious. I don't, I don't even have to work out no more. I, I, I look, everywhere I go, I look fit. So people think I'm in shape and I'm not. Because I don't even <laughs> have to work out no more. Hold on. Now, you you give it. So that means you don't drink pop? You don't... Uh... No, no sugar. No pop. No juice. No, just, I, I cut back on bread. Uh, no, no sugar, no, no liquor, no juice, no. Mm, so no, you, no sugar. Do you eat grits and rice? Uh, yeah, cause I I'm from the Chicago. I ain't from the South. We we use salt and pepper with our grits. We don't use oh. no sugar in our grits. Okay. Thank you, thank you. 
You well, getting applause over here from Drake? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm from the shot. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, people from the south. People from the south who came to the shot. They, they. I know some people who use sugar, but nah. I, uh, yeah, my parents came from from uh, south. You know, everybody came from the south. Get ended up in yeah. Chicago, so yeah. yeah. So my parents really, uh, we was a pound of sugar on them grits, man. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I never, I never. Ugh, I yeah. never <laughs> That's good. You can walk away from sugar so easy. It, it hasn't been easy for me. I've been trying, mm-hmm. man. But everything I mean, got sugar in it. I, you know, I actually, I was in, uh, I was in Houston, and I saw Derek James, uh, Earl Spence trainer. Mm-hmm. And I said, man, how you lose all that weight? He said, man, I just left the sugar long. And uh, I'm 48, you know, 49, 50 years old. I'm like, man, I could care less. I, I done ate everything. I said, I ain't missing nothing. I'd rather look good. And uh, like, I don't even, I don't even look at eating as like enjoyable no more. I just eat to just fill my stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because the food only stay in your mouth so long. Mm-hmm. Right. I, mean, I, I didn't, I didn't, I live in Chicago, so you know how much food, good food we got here. So mm-hmm. I, had, uh, I don't need that. Okay, well that's good. Let me tell me this. Now I know to make it in boxing you need a team. And I remember Mike Tyson had a trainer. I think his name was Kevin. Kevin Rooney. Kevin Rooney. Did you have somebody in your corner like him? I was with the great Eddie Fudge. Uh, some people say he's one of the greatest champions. Oh yeah. Great champions okay. They train um, Larry Holmes, Michael Springs, Joe Frazier, Mike McCallum, and Montel Iceberg. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Did he also train up Pacquiao? What? That what Pacquiao was? Nah. No. Well, the 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 guy who trained Pacquiao, Eddie first trained him, Freddie Roach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew it was a connection to that name. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So Eddie was man. So so a trainer make the difference, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the whole thing. I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you, bro. Um, I think there's a thousand trainers out here who could train champions. Mm-hmm. It's just. That angels just gotta walk in your gym. I mean, I'm, I mean, I ain't trying to take nothing away from training, but mm-hmm. yeah, the fighter is most important. Um, if you get that angel walking your gym, that's how you become a great trainer. That, that's just mm-hmm. that's how high it is. They, they, they the trainers are no better than nobody else. Who I'm talking about, all great top trainers, nobody better than nobody else. It just you just gotta mm-hmm. get that that angel walking your gym. Hey, let me ask you this. So. <clears throat> When you were actually doing going through your training, what was the one regimen or exercise you said, "Man, if I got to do one more of these, I'm done. I can't do it anymore." What's 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 the one exercise that really you just didn't like to do? Well, one one thing about me, uh, I love running. So running, and I I actually was depressed because as I got old, I couldn't run on concrete no more. So mm-hmm. it was like it bothered me because running so i mean i, I retired at uh 41 years old at the time i, I was still highly skilled I, was, I think i could have still fought so uh i never got i i, used to, uh, I never got to the point where i didn't want to train no more uh, okay i okay. had a, a conversation with Adam mustafa muhammad and buddy mcgurk two great fighters and i said when did y'all i was like getting up in age i said when did you know it was, you know, time to stop. He said, man, I just, buddy said, I was start getting hit by shots that I saw coming. I couldn't get out of the way. And Eddie mm. Mustafa said, I went running one day and halfway done, he said, you just stopped. He said, I'm tired of this. He just turned around and walked home. <laughs> wow. I, I never got to that point. You know what I'm saying? I kind of, mm-hmm. it bothered me for a while. I, I never really retired. I just didn't fight again. Mm. I had a lot of love. Okay. So how did how did how did it go to when you transition from being an amateur into the professional ranks? Don't you have to register with every state with their boxing commission? I mean, how how does that process work? No, nah, just every commission, uh, you know, works as brothers. You know what I'm saying okay. every commission, uh, they, they 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 respect every commission. So say for instance, if 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 Iowa suspend you, every commission gonna suspend you. You know what I'm saying? They work as a brotherhood, so. Okay. You know, you just all you got to do is whatever city, whatever city you fight in, you just got to get a license. I think the license lasts a year. You got to get a license to fight in that in that state. Okay. Do you find that one one part of that organization has more influence over others, like like maybe Nevada? I mean, of course, yeah, Nevada, <laughs> New York, California. California. You know, the bigger, you know. Yeah, the bigger venues. They, you know, they.
So, I mean, it's, you can tell who's, you can tell who's a big, big guy. So, why, why would you, would you? I was just, I was just in California yeah. like two weekends ago. In the convention, everybody could just get it quiet and they just sit down. You know, they were, they were a little professional. They were professional. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. They be having uh, attitudes, too. Okay. okay. Egos, I mean. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this. You 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 won the championship. You got all the way up there. So how does one get there? You said you, that was the angel too to get you all the way to the to the big dance. With, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a goal. All about, man. Everybody's lucky, man. Just everybody get a little luck. It's just being at the right place at the right. I, I know a lot of guys who didn't win the title. Who's great. I mean, just it's just just different situations for everybody, man. Um. It's just like you just look like uh, the amateurs. I know guys who's amateur stars who've been making it as pros because it's just a whole different game. So mm-hmm. it's just everything. The, the stars got lined up for you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I believe that. I definitely believe it. Tim, so when you fought that fight with Roy Jones, did you know him before the fight? Uh, I had um, I actually it was kind of crazy. Uh, I was in Atlantic uh, City at a fight. I had fought in the city on Lennox Lewis and Tommy Morris on the card. Mm-hmm. And I was on the phone talking to my wife and Roy Jones walked back. And he looked at me and he stopped and turned around and came back and said, hey, what's up, my tail? And kept walking. I'm like, man, <laughs> he know who I am. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I, you know, I, I actually asked him about it, what, 20 years later. I said, bro, you remember speaking? He said, yeah. He said, I, I knew you was coming. Remember how you spoke to me on the phone? He said, "Yeah, bro." He said, "I'm the first time I saw you." He said, "I knew you was coming. That's why I spoke to you." Mm. So, respect knows respect. respect. That's good. Yeah. That's that good. Respect, yeah. So, in, in that fight you fought him, man, um, how did you feel about that fight? What, what, what was your process? You thinking like round one, I got this, I'm feeling good, or what you think? I mean, what goes through your mind through to a fight okay, like that? The first fight, of course, ended in the qualification, which is. Uh, it's kind of crazy because, like I told Roy, I said, uh, I said, your fans love you so much that they hate me because you hit me. <laughs> You're right. You know I, mean? <laughs> they, they, I mean, no, nobody want to give me you no know, credit. I didn't win. It was, you know, I had every excuse in the book, man. But, man, I, Roy hit me for a reason. He was frustrated. Yep, he sure um, was. He had I saw never the fight. been in the ring with nobody like me. Uh, I was having my way with him. I was beating Roy. Um, I don't think the scorecards is right. Only I was winning on one scorecard, and he's winning on one point on one scorecard and two on other scorecards. But I know I was winning that fight. But you know it is what it is. He got frustrated. He hit me, and uh, you know we had a rematch, and I wasn't allowed to warm up. So I mean, mm. it's, in, it's in the book. I got a book coming uh, that's out. I was going to ask Life. you about that. Yep. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. The book.com is my. Interested in buying it, just tell the stories of me, me, Muhammad Ali making Olympic team with only thirty amateur fights, uh, and you know the huge, you know the biggest fight in my career, you know the second fight with Roy Jones that, uh, you know people laugh and say I got knocked out and this and all that, but they don't even know the whole story. So they won't let you uh-huh. warm up, huh? I got, I got to read man, the book to find man, I didn't warm Yeah, I'm looking forward to the book. Fight, man. But the, the, don't listen to me now. Just read the book. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, got the nice teaser ice is good man it's good yeah. <laughs> why did you get but why do you have to give him a rematch you had to see that's another you know you know that's one thing if i had to do over again i you know i don't go into i mean the whole thing was just foul i ended up finding out that my, you know, my promoter was dirty oh man uh, I, I was in i was in vegas lennis lewis was gonna fight hasin rockland for the rematch and i saw lizzie say my tail come here and I talked to him, he's like, man, he said, man, watch out for panels, man. He a dirty dude, man. Like he he robbing me, man. So you know I know he robbing you. So at mm. the end of Lennox ended up winning like a seven million dollar lawsuit against him. Mm. So, you know what I'm saying? We Eddie Fudge had uh hooked up a title fight with Steve Collins in Ireland. And you know, nothing against Steve Collins, but he's not in Roy Jones League. You know, so I I go over there, I think I win the fight easily. For two million dollars, my Eddie Fudge is dang. Is that kind of money? Like man, he's like man. I got this fight. Let's fight this guy first, and then we can fight Roy Lewis. Nah, nah, we gotta do, we gotta do it. You know, so he he stabbed me in the back again. But it is what it is. So wait a minute, you could have got two million to go fight another dude? Yeah, and I should have. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm telling you. Ooh, when, man, that's, that's the thing you gotta deal with when the guy who's working for you is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, boxing is notorious for that because I think uh, what's that dude's name? Don Don King. He Don got a bad. Is he yeah. really that bad too, or is that just? You know, I don't got nothing negative to say about Don King because um, I just saw Don King a few years ago, and I told him I said three times um, when I was fighting, and I told him I said, "Bro, all the BS I went through, I would rather been with you." What? I think I went through with you. you said, wow. Man. And he said, man, yeah, he said, champ, I told you. I mean, I told you to do it in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. That, you know, I can tell my kids I know Don King and he, he know me by my name. He, he talked to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, how how many people would you say it would be in that, in that inner circle of, of your team in your stable? You know, I, I think about, you know, the money train team and what he – Everybody that's associated with him, emotions and everything else going on. I mean, is that is that 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 can't be the norm for a guy who's starting out? You know, you got you know you got your trainer, you got your corner man, you know, you got your, a guy who's kind of helping you out a little bit. You know, well, you got to remember Floyd. You know, Floyd uh, was you know silver medalist in the Olympics. Mm-hmm, his uncle mm-hmm. Roger was a two-time world champ. Jeff fought. His uncle Jeff fought. His father fought. Sugar Ray Leonard. So, you know, the kid was on the, on uh, on a different, you know, plateau. Everybody's watching him. So, yeah. And uh he did the smart. He was a, Floyd is the greatest businessman that ever that ever got in the ring. Floyd Mayweather bet on himself. He told right. Bob Arum, he told Bob Arum, give me I'll give you two hundred thousand, let me on my contract. And he did it and look how much money he made. So uh, it's my man, he showed me love every time I seen him. I've been known since he was sixteen. Wow. How, how you think that fight would go if you and him got in the ring? I, sp- I sparred Floyd. Uh, I sparred Floyd uh, in Vegas uh, at Richard Steele's gym, and uh, uh, I just say uh, I couldn't hear him. He couldn't hit me. I just say that. Man. Okay. Let, let, let me let me throw three names at you, and you and you just give me this hypothetical win or loss. Bernard Hopkins. Bernard Hopkins uh, had a better career than me. I respect him. Uh, I got all respect in the world, but he, uh, his style was made for me. I had to pick him apart. Mm. Mm. My, Michael Spinks. Ooh. Ooh, that, that's my idol, man. I mean, <laughs> okay. That's my idol. Got, I think he's okay. the greatest. I just, man, I just saw Michael Spinks uh, at the NBA Box Hall of Fame. And I think I could I could look in his face after he heard me tell my story about him. I could tell that he really know how much I care for him, you know, and how much respect. Michael, I I just uh, I just give you an example. One of my buddies came to my Hall of Fame speech, and he don't know nothing about boxing. He's a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. And he said, "What's up with Michael Spinks?" I said, "I said I said who's your I said I know Michael Jordan is your your favorite fighter. I mean, I'm sorry, favorite player." I said, yeah. who's your second favorite NBA player? He said, LeBron James. I said, Michael Spinks is LeBron James to me. Mm. I was a mm. kid growing up. Muhammad Ali was number one, but Michael Spinks was number two. So, that's mm-hmm. how I felt. So, yeah. Didn't Spinks fight a, uh, Tyson once? He fought Tyson. I mean, he get a, he get a lot of lot of flack from that. He don't... I mean, Michael, Michael Spinks lost one fight in his whole career, and he mm-hmm. never lost a heavyweight. Like heavyweight. He lost a heavyweight to Michael. Mm-hmm. And people try to still ride him. Discredit from PF yeah, for that. Yeah, because that loss. Mm-hmm. One, one loss. Okay. Yeah, that, that, that was an interesting fight, though, but I see what you're saying. But uh, yeah. Okay, and my, my last one, you versus Sugar Ray Leonard. Who you oh, got? I mean, I mean, we talking, you know, different weight classes. Sugar legend. I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna disrespect him. Uh, I'm going with Ray Leonard and Michael Smith. I mean, you know, I... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just asking. No, nobody can predict the future, but I, yeah. I know you. You. You being modest, so I know you're good. I know you're good. I saw your fight, so I know. I just uh, Trey was asking me today about what were you saying about the the stance of the feet, Trey? What were you saying? About yeah, I, I was looking at your your uh, some information. You said that you have the the that orthodox stance. So then that I, means you. I you, fought you right. I fought okay. Right. I'm actually a softball. I'm left-handed. I was going to ask that. I said, Hi, "Okay, so you 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 could actually kind of sneak a couple in there without them looking." Yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I snuck a lot. You know, my dad, uh-huh. my left foot was my best two punches. Uh huh. People figured out. I mean, I had people walk up to me like, "Man, you left." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like you too strong. You know, with your left side. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So this, this is what I don't know how you could do. Uh, you said that you know you said you was uh, fighting a uh, uh, Lala. When those people wear that thing around their waist, your sparring partner, does that thing really absorb those blows, or can you still get hurt wearing that? Yeah, blow? yeah. I mean, the cup actually hurt worse because because the cup is hard and it's just not a hard piece back into your genitals. So yeah, I mean, it don't it don't make. I mean, I mean, I don't get me wrong. It's gonna hurt if you get hit without a cup, but it's gonna hurt if you get hit with a cup. What mm. about that, the thing around your belly, though? What I'm talking about, that big thing. That yeah, that's what I'm the, saying, the cup. It's called a protective cup. Oh, okay. Because oh, I've seen them dudes get hit on the side of they, they side, you know what I'm doing? I was like, man, I was just like, I don't know, man. Can, can a sparring man make good money? Uh, they said Mike Tyson paid this guy 2000 a week, but they said Mike might try to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> made it work for every minute of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, you know, you know, you know, they said no. Mike just hold back. Mike tried to kill you. Uh, I gave you two thousand. <laughs> you can't talk straight, but okay. <laughs> no, two thousand. No, I don't think that's worth it. Right. Would, would you do? Would you do a charity boxing thing with Mike Tyson like uh like Roy did? No, nah, you got to give me somebody my size. Like right now, mm-hmm. I'm walking around one eighty five. I'm not, you know, Mike. Uh, I think Roy was two fifteen. Like all the guys who fought my size now, like big guys. I gotta mm-hmm. find somebody. My, I gotta find somebody my size. I, I'm 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 185, but I'm training, so ain't no telling what I'm you know come down to. But uh, I mean, I love hey, to do it. Hey, Ice, let me ask you this: What do you think about this uh, about Jake Paul? You think he's legit? Is he for real, or is he out there just? I mean, trying I know to uh, Jake Paul's trainer. Uh, okay. BJ Floyd, oh, who was a cruiserweight uh, champion. And he said, "Man, he said the kid he spars, he spars good pros every day. Oh, that's wow. right. So he, he spars good fighters. He hold his own, and you know he actually, you know, really good. So, I, man, okay. I don't have nothing. You know, you know, it, it's so many haters, so many people who just worry mm-hmm. about other people. Man, if this man got twenty million fans, yes, on social media, like like I told everybody, I said all y'all mad at this Floyd Mayweather Jake Paul fight." There's no boxing fans pay for that. Jake Paul's fans pay for that fight. Yeah, right. yeah. They, you're right. Paid a little mm-hmm. $70 and, and he made 20 million and Floyd made 100. Yeah, you can't beat that. That was smart move. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Would you take that that with him too? Would I, I know take he, it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. They, he, Jake, I, it looked Jake like Paul and Logan Paul, they like the two most sought after guys in boxing. Everybody want on, on, on a piece of them just to make some money, right? Mm-hmm. It looked like Floyd knocked him out in that fight too, man. Look, like he caught him, held him up. But who am I? Nah, that that kid was really his his whole goal was not get knocked out. Uh, so he was holding his own then, huh? Yeah, I mean he he elected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Look, at he hit him, and Floyd held that dude up, man. I seen him look like nah, his eyes closed. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth about Floyd. I watched the fight. And I know Floyd. Floyd didn't didn't train that hard for that fight because he wasn't sharp. His punches didn't come off sharp. He was throwing one punch, one punch at a time, trying to knock the guy out. Floyd just wasn't in no shape. That's what happened. Oh yeah, that was easy money right there. Yeah, he knew it was easy money. He just got he he was in shape to go eight rounds. He was throwing Mm -hmm. one punch at a time, trying to knock the kid out. And and that one didn't have any decision at the end either, too. So it's kind of like up to your. An opinion, right? Basically, who you thought won? So, yeah, but I don't think it was even close. I mean, that that was no. Um, so, uh, let me ask you this: Were, were you could you consider yourself to be a happy child? Your, your child yeah, to my father died. Okay, <laughs> my life was perfect. I, I hung with Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. I went to the gym every day. I hung out with my father. From 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 one to twelve, my life was awesome. Oh, Only uh, downside yeah. was getting beat up by his brother. You didn't you? Wouldn't you listen to him? <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. Well, he said he thanked his brother. Was for the tough, and right? later I was on, tough, so I, I took it. I mean, I never told him to stop. I never told him. I never. I never cried. It's, it's all. I was all training. Yeah, and you never left Chicago. You you still there? I went to LA. I lived in LA three years. Came back like a dummy, and went to LA for Vegas for four years. Came back like a dummy. And now I'm sitting there, little boy, one at a time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like Chicago winners. Yeah, I get it. 
Cause, cause I asked that because you you come back to and uh, word on the curb is you doing comedy too. Man, I uh, I got to get back going, man. I um, I was rolling, I was doing real good, and uh, something else got me off track. I got to get back on. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I'm no legend. I'm great or nothing like that. I'm still learning. I'm, I I put it like this. I th- I'm doing like 20 minutes. I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I got to work my way up to 60. Yeah. So you you got your own. What do you do? You hosting it or you you going? I on had a with... show. I had a show that I hosted, but uh, soon as you know in Chicago, soon as it get hot outside, so nobody come inside. They be outside. So I had a show. It was beautiful, and then the next week it was like ninety and nobody showed up. So, <laughs> Dang. so now I gotta Dang. find out where I'm gonna go. From who who are some of the comedians that you like now? I just like my uh, Eddie Murphy. He's the greatest ever. I don't care about nobody else. No, no okay. I'm just saying. No, I, I like <laughs> yeah, I like Eddie too. Eddie, Eddie, man, he set the bar kind of high, man. Yeah, I mean Eddie Murphy, man. He, he, Muhammad Ali and Eddie Murphy was the two biggest guys in my life growing up. Mm-hmm. Now, do you know Eddie at all? I met Charlie, man. I hung out with him for like five. Hey, look, I got. Are y'all cool for time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Here we go. Right, I gotta tell you this story. So I get a. I, I come to Chicago. Uh, me and my wife on good terms. I come. I come to Chicago. Try to get back with her. I get a phone call. Hey, say, hey, man. I got tickets to go see Charlie Murphy. Man, I'm I'm going. Charlie Murphy. So it's like an hour and a half drive. But I did. Oh, you know about Chicago? I was in. Yeah. Burnt Hills. So like an hour and a half drive, and my boy's like, man, we gotta go see Charlie. So. Uh, I go to the show, he do his set, and he walk off stage. So like a uh, like a fanatic, like a fan that I am, I come, I go and I follow him and come, you know go out in the hallway, and um, like a nerd, I come out and I I look at him, and he look at me. So I turn around to go the other way. I'm like, I'm at him. <laughs> so I can't I can't even stand him. He looking at me. So yeah. I go in the bathroom. I come back out the bathroom. He's staring at me. Like, he said, "Hey man, hey, you might your girlfriend." Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Man, what's up, man?" He said, "Me and my brother love watching you." So I was Dang, like, what? I said, man, that's cool. He said, "Man, what you doing at the show?" He's like, "Man, we gonna be at this bar." I said, "You know, I, I'm not gonna turn out hanging with Charlie Murphy, even though it was one in the morning. Yeah. I was out with Charlie five in the morning. I got home, my wife was like, "Man, I never get with you." He's like, "You ain't saying <laughs> you saying, but I, I never regretted." I said, "Shit, I hung with Charlie Murphy." Right, dang. Well, that's it. I know that's in the book. I, yeah, I was the first. I don't, you know what? I don't even know if that's in the book. I don't even know. But uh, mm. but y'all got it. If y'all go to icebook.com. Yeah, here we go. There's the plug. You get, get it. Get it. But uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what else I gotta ask him about that? Uh, um, because I asked you about where you happy child because I looked on the pictures. I, every time I saw you with Muhammad Ali, you was looking like you was frowning. Yeah, yeah. That's why I asked uh, you that. No, nah, no, nah, it's because that's my tough look. Oh, uh, okay. I'm a okay. boxer. I got to look tough. I'm with the champ. You got to look there tough. There you go. Right. You got it. You got it. As soon as, they said, as soon as they clicked the picture, I was teasing like a little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so then as, as a kid growing up, were you a funny kid who could who could kind of box or were you a boxer who could was uh, just the opposite? Who was actually kind of funny. I mean, I stayed in trouble my whole school. I, I never sat with the kids. I always, my desk was always in the corner by itself because I was a, I was a class clown. I was, I mean, it went hand in hand. I mean, uh-huh. of course, I was boxing first. So boxing became number one. The comedy was number two. My father's funny. Everybody say they like Red Fox. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, I, I grew up with Richard Pryor. I mean, Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I, I really liked them. And then Eddie Murphy came and my mind. But uh, mm-hmm. well, what, what was up with that video shoot you was doing for Muhammad Ali and Gatorade? How'd that come about? They just called me, man. They was like, man. Um, they said they my gym. They just found out about the gym. Said because they come take some pictures. And uh, they told me, uh, uh, you know, we go to you know Muhammad Ali. And so I'm like, well, Muhammad Ali is my man. And um. I just mm-hmm. had my photo album at the gym. I showed them pictures. They was like, "Oh my god, this is perfect!" And they asked me, you know, I did like a like a twenty minute video. It was, you know, just uh, interviewed me, asked me questions. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, that's what's up. Uh, I want to know about, more about that comedy thing, man. What, what? What? I mean, isn't that more scary than getting in the ring, getting up on the comedy nah, stage? Nah, man, you gotta think. Man. I, bro, I, I got my ass beat, bro. I don't, I don't care about my boy. My boy, that's not. That's not going. That's going to affect me. That's a heck of phase, you right? I, I, I've never got a concussion doing comedy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I got two boxers. So that just, that sums it up right there. Mm, so, so what, what do you talk about in your comedy? Is it just uh, satire stuff, uh, current uh, events? I just, I just come up with like you know what, um, Kim Whitley, who uh, you know, comedian from yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, no. She was a friend of mine from back in the days. I sent one of my buddies sent on one of my sets, and she was like, "Man, he's funny." She was like, "Just tell him talk about boxing a bit more." So. I would just come out, you know, I just come out my head and, and uh, make jokes and then just uh, just write them down. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know, like I said, I, I got to get back going. Uh, I got to get back motivated. I, I lost my little motivation for me. I got to get back to myself. Yeah. You, you got a comedy buddy you write with or just, just do it with yourself? I mean, I write all my stuff, but uh, B. Cole, who one of the uh, godfathers of comedy in Chicago, he said he's gonna have me start writing, but uh, mm-hmm. I guess I gotta give him a call. I ain't heard from him. Is that Dion? You said B Cole, Brandel Cole. Oh, Dion okay. Cole. I knew Dion Cole too back in the night. <laughs> okay. Um, before he blew up, uh, I saw him perform. We was cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah Brandel Cole. You know what I'm saying. Okay. Well, uh, I've, I've been trying to do a little comedy myself, so when you're ready to go back on stage, let me know. I can be on your undercard because I got a, mm. I got a hot a hot three and a half minute set, man. So, mm. you don't don't I, listen I, I to him. Hey, I still listen. It's it's more of like uh, he just funny looking. That's no, why man. <laughs> Trayno, Trayno. Oh, yeah. Three I, minutes. I, I got town. Him. Y'all in nap town. That's right. We down yeah, in nap town. Four five weeks ago for the Hall of Fame. Um, okay. Uh, yep. Bruce, that's my brother. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yep, you're right. Yeah. So, um, we used to live together. When I moved to LA, that's who I live with. Hmm. Man. It's yeah. amazing how life goes full circle like yeah. that, right? You know everybody. So you know a lot of celebrities too, cause cause you, you are a celebrity. So you, you pretty much know them all out there, don't you? Uh I mean I ain't you, gonna you know say, I ain't I've, I've never been treated I don't look feel myself as a celebrity. I mean people normally show me respect, but uh I've met, I was able to meet a lot of famous people just by using my name. So, yeah, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose the name Ice? Why, why, why did you get that one? It actually, uh, so, you know, you, you know, you can't give yourself a nickname. When I got home from from the Olympics, uh, my buddy kept calling me Ice, and I, I never asked him why. I'm like, what? He's like, what's up, Ice? And I never asked him. I'm like, why did he call me Ice? though? and um. When I turned pro, they asked me what was my boxing name. I said, I don't have no boxing name. I said, but my friend called me Ice, and that's how I, that's how I got stuck. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what okay. was your, your your boxing experience like in, in the Olympics? I know we got a few, yeah. a few more minutes. What was that experience it, like for you? It was you the going greatest experience of my boxing career. Uh, okay. Even though I got wins against James Tony, Roy Jones, um, make the Olympic team, because you know, so I, I remember watching Ray Lennon win the gold my father 76 so my my dream to win the gold medal uh for my father and you know things go my way I uh I fought the world champion who won the gold medal I cut his eye open dang um, they didn't they didn't stop the fight and I ended up losing which it was uh terrible it still bothered me to this day but uh mm-hmm. you know making that team you know with 30 amateur fights I, you know I know guys with two three four hundred amateur fights to make the Olympic team. I only had, only had 30 amateur fights, so that's... Um, that's saying a lot right there. To me, that's the most impressive feat I ever did in my career. <clears throat> Let me ask you, after you guys have a, a good fight, especially a title fight, like when you fought Roy, what, what's the what's the day after? Like, you take an aspirin on that thing? Are y'all getting massage therapy? Uh, it's, it's been a few fights where, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, it's not one fight I ain't party at. Even the what? fights I lost, I think my wife made me party. She's like, nah, you, you know what I'm saying? Your friends here, go out there and, you know, hang with them and do whatever. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's been fights. I, it's been time where I was, like, soft, like, a week straight mm. and tired. But, man, I party. Man. I, it ain't stopped me. As soon as the mm-hmm. fight was over, it was on. I mean, especially 
you know, and I, I was I was a bad drinker at the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, at soon you know after a fight, it was all I was I was getting drunk every day for months. Mm-hmm. So it was time to go back to the gym. And then you you could just shake that off and just get right back in it and get in shape mode. Yeah, yeah, but you know, like I said, I I hate I, I did a lot of you know when I look back now because I you know, grew up and changed my life, man. There's so many things I did differently now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the liquor man out drinking like a fish, man. Oh man, mm-hmm. well, I'm glad you you got that done. Change because you know you sound like you guys together, man. A lot of people don't, so mm-hmm. they go the other so, way. You, you well, would... you know, my man, mm-hmm. I, I always try to have good defense, man. I ain't, you know, I didn't. Uh, I knew it was something. It was life at the boxing, man. I ain't want to be uh, face to eight brain damage thing. So I just try my best not to get hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, then marijuana fixed my brain damage. Oh, that that that, that has medicinal purposes, huh? Nah, that. marijuana fixed my brain. I mean, if everybody everybody who knew me when I was 40, 41, well, I mean, I'm sorry, 43, 44, they could tell that my speech was getting a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I started smoking and, and, and I'm back to normal. I even can see better now. Mm, threw the glasses away. Look nah. at that. I mean, I ain't never had glasses, but my life, my eyesight, my eyesight is going away. <clears throat> and I started smoking. My, my speech is great. Uh, uh, I can see real good. Like I'm high right now. Y'all don't even know it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Y'all don't even know. Oh my god. Okay. On behalf of the What's Up with Ward Show. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're at this uh, part of the show where we do the, the, before we wrap up, we do this thing called getting to know you. We're going to hit you with a few questions, just some, some fun, uh, thought-provoking questions, get your thought on them, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up from there. But be, before we do it, what's the name of the book again? The Ice Life. Uh, theicelifebook.com is, um, is my, um, my link, theicelifebook.com. The book is the ice life. It's a great story about a kid, man, who made a second chance in his life. Okay, got it. First question for me is, who's your favorite rap group of all time? The Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Okay. Yeah. All right. And what do you think about R. Kelly? Ah. Ah. Yeah, he from yeah, Chicago. Kels was my man. I met Kels, man. I don't know Kels. I met Kels and. We we didn't you know what I'm saying we didn't hung out a few times before like I mean you know when he beat the case yeah everybody was happy but in Chicago you kept hearing about him still being with little girls so uh, and um something happened a few years ago that made me just kind of kind of you know I had to cut myself away from him okay uh, mm-hmm. he's a great talent man uh, you know what I'm saying like when my father passed away I should have had therapy. When he got molested or whatever, he should have had therapy. Something should have changed. I'm not knocking the man, but, you know, uh, I, I can't, you know, I can't really say I can support him 100% like I used to. I understand. That's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, so, here's a quick question. So, <laughs> breakfast at night, yes or no? Pardon? Have eating breakfast food at night, is, is that a go or no go for you? I'm not. I'm not really a breakfast guy. So, like, I gotta really gotta have a taste for breakfast. So, okay, I, I want to see myself eating at night. Okay. okay. What about this? Um, something that uh, people like that you just cannot stand. Uh, okra. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, I can't mess with that. That can't mess uh, with that. Okay. Oh, you know what? People like uh, see, is a difference between debating and argument, arguing mm-hmm. on Facebook and stuff like that. I, 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 I can't, man. I can't deal with negativity no more. I can't. Mm-hmm. No time for it, man. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you, if you, if you care about the person, you love the person, you cool with the person who you hanging with, man, stay that way, man. Y'all ain't got to be arguing and talking about each other and you know being negative. I, I just can't. I can't put up with it no more. You're right. I agree with right that. What's the last movie you watched that you liked? Uh, uh, I watched uh, Face Down last night, but I fell asleep on it. Um, uh, the last one. Oh, uh, Coming to America, part two. I okay. 
it got yeah. a lot of. I, I couldn't believe the negative things that people said about the movie. I thought it was great. Yeah, okay. well, well, I'm an Eddie Murphy fan, like you too, and uh, I think I just want to go back to circle back to this. When he made that movie, I don't know if you saw Mr. Church. Yeah, that movie he didn't get enough credit for that, and everything he did in that movie, uh, Norbit, that should have won an Oscar, in my opinion. Yeah. I, you know what I think uh, well you know what a, co- a comedy is probably the hardest hardest movie to make mm-hmm. but like I heard a lot of people say it. like a comedy is the hardest movie to make but people can't take it seriously for an Oscar right yeah yeah, yeah they Mr. can Church and um he did Mr. Church he did something else he did another serious role oh uh, yeah with uh, that cop cop role uh, with him and De Niro no nah, no nah, I'm talking about the with Jamie Foxx, he did a oh, serious yeah. role when he was, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Thunder. Jimmy oh yeah, 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 yeah. With, the, with Beyonce, them or whoever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think. Eddie yeah, you're trying, right. Eddie, Eddie trying to Eddie know if he get an Oscar, then it's locked. He's the greatest ever. He he trying to do a role where he get an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, even though, uh, he was yeah, Mr. Mm-hmm. Church. Yeah, mm-hmm. people people don't understand Dolomite. They, they don't understand how good a role he did on that. That that was like watching a real thing. Right. He, he knocked right. it out the gate. It's incredible. And, and I grew up with that movie, and I watched that movie a thousand times. So mm-hmm. when I watched, yeah. they, they had it on point. Yeah, it so did. Say this, Eddie Eddie Boyce probably one as close to Dolomite as I, I thought it should have been. Yeah, but everything else is cool. Man, mm-hmm. the outfits was the same, yeah, yeah, the yeah. same bad acting. I was like, "Wow, blue yeah, they, they had it down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So let me. So ask this question: What's something that people would be surprised to know about you? Uh, most Remember. people for years always thought I was mean and quiet, and 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 I and I tell jokes all day, and and I talk years off, but. Okay. How about this one, real quick? Uh, having free groceries for five years or free gasoline for two? Uh, I don't even. I don't care about. It. My friends say I got an eating disorder, so I don't even care about eating no more. So right, I, I go with the gas. I, I okay. Care less about you. Like I'm, I've been hungry for like three hours. I don't even care. Right. I just, when I pass out, then I say, okay, I got to eat. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that Wu-Tang because I think I'm going to have to go to NWA. That's just... NWA, I had this... Look, I had this... Okay. I had this argument every... Uh, I love NWA. I met, I met Q. I met Dre and I met Easy. I oh. love NWA. Mm. But people keep forgetting one album together. People keep forgetting mm-hmm. they only had one album together. Man, that was not just any album. No, nah, it was, that was oh, I mean, and, and you got to remember one was... Like in the 90s. So, yeah. I was around when, you know what I'm saying? That's when ever, when they second album came out, I was living in LA. Mm. So, I, 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 I lived through all of that. Man. Mm. The, the Wu Tang, man, just, you, when you got nine guys on one group and all of them can rap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I see your point. I, I give you credit for that. I give you credit for that. Really want that group. Right. Right. You got, really got, you got Cuban and um, Cuban Drake, who really was the two most successful guys. Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I see what you're saying. And they did say, I just felt MD, NWA would, for like, me. Oh, okay. We'll we, 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 we go ahead and wrap it up. Go ahead and uh, give me your final thoughts, Trey. Hello? Okay. So. <clears throat> okay. So, just a quick final thought here. Thinking, talking about our our, our our guest and a big fan of Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali had a thought. He said, "I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit. Suffer now in life, and live the rest of your life as a champion." So it sounds like we may have a little connectivity there. But we're, go ahead. All right. Well, uh, we definitely want to thank our guests for joining us today, Mr. Montel, Julian Ice Griffin. It was a pleasure hearing your stories and learning about your fights that you went through and, and inspiring stories. And uh, it was just truly amazing. Hey, I'm so back. Again, I'm back. I don't know what happened. 
Oh yeah, we, we just doing the wrap up. <clears throat> we just thanking you again for being on the show and, and sharing the stories with us. That was good to hear those stories to find that you saw so many le- legends and, and the people you met. It's like we, we was right there with you. So we definitely thank you for doing that. And we look forward to uh, reading the, your book you got out. We want to find out about that and uh, many more things to come to. Icelightbook.com. Icelightbook.com. And then, and and we're gonna find out the answers to the questions we want to know there. So. Man, man, so much stuff, man. So, I, man, I got, man, I got stabbed in the back so many times in my career, but it mm. is what it is. It's, check out the book. Yeah, that, you, that's a good read. Definitely yeah, check it out. Yeah, you're doing good, and I do like you. You gave pretty good answers. You were safe. You didn't offend nobody. He was been. He, yeah, I think he, I know, but I think he had a trainer there, man. He got a handler. Somebody get, get coaching him. No, nah, I mean I ain't, I ain't, I ain't here to throw nobody on the bus, man. I ain't to he a, did right. He did it right. That's I all ain't good. To make a. Uh, yeah. I just, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Get to the point. You did it right. It's all good. Okay. All right, bro. Well, thanks for being on the show. And you can check us out on Pandora and anywhere you stream the services for the shows called What's a Reward. We're looking forward to talking to you guys. Make sure you guys hit that notification bell to hear our latest episodes. So until next time, on behalf of Trey and Wardy Ward, and of course, Ice, we say peace. Peace. My man, respect.